0: Hey there, I'm Dr. Amy King, otherwise known as Dr. Amy, and this podcast is the most important medicine. If you're a professional who wants to have a greater impact in the lives of children and families by building resilience, this podcast is for you. Join us to become a trauma informed champion by nurturing connections through relational health to help kids and families thrive. Every time you join me, you'll hear practical information and leave with tangible tools you can use every day. Well, hey friends, oh my gosh, did you hear the new podcast intro? That's it, we are officially refocused and rebranded for our podcast, The Most Important Medicine, and I'm so very excited. As I mentioned last week, I want my podcast to reflect my larger body of work and focus in on my wheelhouse of expertise, pediatric health and early childhood development. So August is going to be a month of story sharing and journey renewal. I'm going to use this platform to share incredible work and dedication that it takes to work in the lives of children and families with complex needs, ways to feel more competent and connected along the way. So our new title for this podcast blends our beloved title, The Most Important Medicine, with a new tagline, Creating Connected Champions for Children. That's really what The Most Important Medicine is, all about connection. So we're going to dive into that today. I've had to become laser focused on who comes to me for help and support. And it's those of you who sit at the intersection of systems for children and families, pediatricians, family practitioners, early Head Start teachers, early intervention experts, teachers, nurse home visiting programs, family advocates, parent educators, you name it, all of you who want to have a greater impact in the lives of children but at times you feel overburdened and stressed by the level of trauma you're seeing and the short period of time you have to address the complex needs of kids and families. Well, today I'm gonna dive in to what it really means to me to become a Connected Champion for Children. I'm officially calling all of you in. So we're building a community of champions in the lives of children and families. A community of compassionate, relational trauma-responsive professionals who want to transform the ways we work with children to truly make an impact that can heal intergenerational trauma, address complex trauma, collaborate with parents and partner with families so that they can thrive and nurture resilient children. Listen, I know you know how to do your jobs. Pediatricians heal, educators inspire, but so many of you feel unequipped to meet the mental health and complex needs of children, those social needs especially, and the families with whom you work. that's why we're here. We're gonna disrupt a system that's symptom-focused and deficit-focused. We're going to build on strength of health and hope. And if you're tired of focusing on symptoms, we're going to approach this completely differently. And I'm not talking about riding in on white horses and saving kids and families. I'm talking about transforming your work so that you can better partner with kids and families, support them, and encourage them to connect in meaningful ways with you and with their children. We're gonna find ways to hear voices of children, families, experts, and systems, so that we can all work together to create resilience with children and families. Listen, resilience is meant to be in relationships, not to be confused with grit or perseverance or determination, resilience is relational. Families have an innate capacity to heal, and often they need one safe, stable, nurturing person in their lives to guide and encourage them. That's you. I know you all want to have a greater impact, increase the quality of care you're providing, and be more responsive to the adversity that you see every day. I know it because I hear you, and I listen to your stories, and I hear the strife. So this is what I mean when I say you can champion this work. You can be that connected champion for kids and families. I'm really inviting all of you into the work of connection. For me, that's reflected in three pillars that are the foundation of the work I do and that I'm inviting you to do too. So let me talk about these three pillars that really guide so much work that I do. The first one is that our work to be connected champions must be trauma-informed, and What does that mean? Well, in short, and we could have weeks and weeks and weeks and hours of podcast on this, but in short, it means we're going to agree first that trauma is ubiquitous, that every family, every child on some level has experienced adversity. And our job as the professionals in their lives is to recognize it, resist making it worse, and create a holding space for families to feel safe, seen, and heard. Often when we as professionals walk into a room, whether it's an exam room or a classroom or a family's home, there's trauma present. And the sooner we ask curious questions about relational health, adversity, and offer the family space to heal, the sooner that family will feel nurtured, supported, and find strength and hope. That means we're going to have to be willing to be vulnerable and sit with the hard stuff, which brings me to my next pillar vulnerability. It's amazing to me how vulnerable we ask families to be every day or teens or a young seven-year-old or a mom or a dad or a foster parent. We ask them to share their entire health histories, educational histories, family histories, often as people with a great deal of education and we can be intimidating. We have to recognize that we have inherent power. And when we shift that power to power with the family, versus power over a family or a child, then we're really shifting dynamics. When we're careful with our actions and words and we lean into curiosity about families, we can build a trusting relationship. To be trauma-informed in this space means we're constantly asking ourselves, I wonder what happened here and how, how can I help? Let me break this down into a few really tangible examples for you. So for instance, I was talking with a friend of mine recently, uh, Robin Goble, who you'll have a chance to hear in a future podcast. But she was talking about how, if you're an educator, for instance, and you walk into a classroom and a child's misbehaving, you know, certainly it is challenging and certainly it can feel daunting as a professional. And neither of us would, um, you know, not recognize that managing 20, 25, 35 kids in a classroom is an easy job what we're trying to encourage educators to shift focus from why is that kid bad or why are they seeking attention or why are they naughty or acting out or withdrawn or whatever the case may be to instead lean into that curiosity and say i wonder what's going on what's behind that behavior let me give you a straightforward example from the world of pediatrics i was working with a pediatrician who was in a primary care medical home. And he shared with me that in his work with the clinical pharmacist, there was a child who wasn't always following the medical regimen for managing their diabetes. The physician was really frustrated because this is life-saving medication for this child. Well, in consulting with the clinical pharmacist and then talking with the child and then talking with the child's parents, um, you know, the pediatrician said to this parent, you know, gosh." we're really not on track for management of this. And I wonder what else might be going on. Again, that question, I wonder what's happening. And the parent admitted to this pediatrician that they didn't know how to read. And so they were afraid they were going to give the medication inappropriately to their child and harm them. That's the power of asking. I wonder what else is going on here instead of assuming that there's ill will or ill intention or what we call in the medical world, um, medical noncompliance. And just one last example. So um, if you're a person in the world of home visiting, I was talking with a home visitor who mentioned to me that she was encouraging these parents to work on homework for their child. And by homework, I mean, you know, doing some play-based work and some points of connection and the parent just was telling her week after week that she wasn't doing the work. And then, come to find out, this mom was picking up extra shifts at work because they were having a lot of food insecurities. So, again and again and again, I think if we begin to allow ourselves to sit in that vulnerable space and sit with hard stuff and look through a different lens of, you know, really what's going on we will begin to see kids and families in a different way in which we can collaborate and partner with them to help solve problems and regain hope and and inspiration versus them feeling like we're judging or shaming or blaming. Um, So anyway, I hope these examples frame how important it is to look beyond what we truly see and try to understand instead what's going on. It's the lens really that we have to see everything through. That's why I'm really excited to share with all of you Um, My 10 guiding principles in working with children and families. It's a really incredible resource that I'm going to talk to you about, but I'll circle back to that in just a moment. Hang on to that little nugget for just a moment. So, in other words, what we're going to have to do is we're going to have to get really comfortable with vulnerable conversations in a trauma informed way so that we can create healing spaces. Let me say that again. We're going to have to get comfortable being vulnerable and asking these curious questions in a trauma informed way so that we can create healing spaces, which leads me to my next pillar, human beingness. So, so far, pillar one, trauma-informed. Pillar two, vulnerability. And uh, pillar three, in terms of what it takes to be a connected champion, is human beingness. Being human. We have to stop being the consummate professionals. If I've learned anything, in this past several years, is that we're all so tired of being heroes, healthcare heroes, and teacher heroes. We're just humans having human experiences. And what I find is that the more I share my humanity, the easier I am to relate to, and the more compassion I have for myself and other people. Listen, there was burnout before COVID-19 in all of your professions. I get it. The pandemic simply exacerbated it. And one of the most common reasons for burnout was overwhelm that came from the emotional exhaustion of doing our jobs and carrying one stressor to the next over and over and over and holding everything together until we just fall apart. So that looked like pediatricians that I was working with that were having panic attacks in parking lots and teachers who were, you know, terrified and scared and sad about kids who were home with no supervision, let alone no Wi-Fi to connect and my own stories you know, just falling apart and being a a helper that was helping all the other helpers and then needing to be supported and cared about myself. So these three pillars of what it means to be a connected champion really leads to this calling, championing all three pillars, our most trauma informed, vulnerable, fully human selves, diving deep into this work. That's why we're here, showing up for kids and families. To be out of a job, we're gonna have to create a movement where no child or family feels alone. We're going to ask about relational health and not just the hard stuff, not just the adversities, not just what what went poorly, but what's working well and right for you and your family right now. And then we're gonna build on it. We're gonna educate more, we're gonna offer support, we're gonna guide resources, we're gonna collaborate, and we're gonna connect with children and families in more meaningful ways. That's why this is called the most important medicine. So friends, that's the title, The Most Important Medicine, Becoming a Connected Champion for Children. What do you think? I am super excited. And when I was thinking of rebranding, it all came together for me. The most important men- medicine any of us can offer, AKA whatever treatment or approach or educational pedagogy or prescription or whatever your, your field may be serving, for instance, it's really about connection. Nurturing those early relationships from the beginning, being a model of connection and relationship and guiding families by partnering with them and saying, you can do this. I'm right here, I believe in you. When we connect with families and help parents and caregivers to be connected more meaningfully with their kids, we're changing long-term health outcomes for our patients, for our clients and for students. And when I look at all of the research On long-term positive outcomes, resilience, and wellness, it comes back to one thing, and that is connection. So, if you want to join me to be part of this community, I want you to, first of all, think of those three pillars of what it takes to be a connected champion, being trauma-informed, being vulnerable, and being fully human. And then I want you to go grab a free resource that I just made for you. It's called the 10 guiding principles to being a connected champion. Get it today and tell me what you think. I cannot wait to hear from you. You can find it on my website, www.doctoramyllc.com. Friends, as we wrap up for today, my company wants to just pause and dedicate this episode to the pioneering work of Rita Pearson. She passed away 10 years ago now. She was a child of educators and Dr. Pearson received her undergraduate degree from Elmhurst College in Chicago and her master's of doctorate in education from Texas Southern University. Dr. Pearson was a renowned public speaker. And if you have not heard her Ted talk on being a champion for children, you have to go listen to it today. I will link up to it in the show notes. She was an anti-poverty advocate who understood and insisted that children deserve stronger relationships. And this was a quote that I pulled from her TED Talk. Every child deserves a champion, an adult who will never give up on them, who understands the power of connection and insists they become the very best they possibly can be. Thank you, Dr. Pearson. Thank you for reminding us that we can all be champions and that all children need champions. Next week, as we continue our August journey of refocus and rebranding, we're going to talk about how we create circles of support for you and for the children with whom you work. So go grab that free resource so we can begin to create a village of support for kids and families until next week, friends. See you later. Well, that's it friends. If you like what you're hearing here, please download my free resource called 10 guiding principles to nurture connection and help children and families thrive. This is the most important medicine. Keep listening to other people's stories and let them transform you and keep sharing yours because your humanity will heal others. Bye for now.